We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the training camp is almost here edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley joined this week by my co-host Ross Uglum. Ross, it's been a minute. How you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, the uh, you know the summer is is a demanding time uh, when we don't have you know regular football duties and the kids aren't in school, as you know. It's uh, it's, it's a little bit different animal. So I apologize for not being around. Yeah, and um, it's just tough. It is tough in the summertime, man. It's tough to fit in the schedule. It's also tough to find stuff to talk about, and that's why it is. it is so. It's so refreshing that training camp is really right around the corner, and this is the last month of the year that we don't have football, or at least for a while. So that's really exciting. And today, you know, we are going to talk about some of the, I think, most interesting training camp battles. Maybe not most interesting, but kind of looking in at it at this point, most interesting. And um, our buddy Mark Eckel actually wrote a really good piece that you can find over at Packer Report right now, talking about three of the best uh, positional battles, I guess, three of the best things that he is looking forward to. And I thought those are three really good talking points um, and three things that are going to be really interesting. And just to dive in, you know, the, the three of them are, and we'll talk about all three, is one, the right side of that offensive line. Uh, the second was the wide receiver rotation, um, as we probably should talk about it because that's probably what it will be. And then the last thing that's kind of flying under the radar is running back three. And as we were talking pre-show, they've got talent. They've got talent at the running back position. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. But looking at this offensive line, one, they're, they're still kind of banged up, and there's still questions to be answered about who's going to be playing tackle for them. I think ultimately this season you will see Bakhtiari at left tackle, Elton Jenkins at right tackle, uh, but I don't think they're going to start the year that way. And so that's what is interesting in training camp to kind of say, hey, the right side of that line, what's that going to look like? Um, and I think it's, it's fairly safe to say that Bakhtiari's – 
hopefully going to start the season at left tackle. If he does, if he's not ready for the start of the season, it's time to hit that panic button. And I, and I hope we don't get to that point. And I don't think it's even worth talking about because we have no idea. Um, but left tackle is going to be Bakhtiari. Left guard, Russ, I think, can can you just write in John Runyon Jr. At, at left guard? I mean, I know they want them to compete. But at what point do you just say, like, dude's good. Dude is their starter at left guard. So do you feel like that's his position to lose at this point? I, I absolutely do, yeah. Um I, I wouldn't do anything different there. Uh, I think he's becoming, you know, I, I don't know if I want to throw Sitton and Lang in there, but I think he has a chance to be, you know, one of those like above average run blocking elite pass blocking guards that end up on like all pro teams for the Packers. And that's that's where I think, you know, Runyon's kind of um, – as obviously as a power five college left tackle, you had hoped that he would be able to, you know, have elite feet at guard. And I think that's what you're seeing. And then his development and his work with Stenovich, his athleticism in the zone blocking system. Um, I, I just don't think you need to mess with that. Uh, I get that you had maybe the best left guard in football in Elton Jenkins. And, and that certainly is a part of the argument, but He's also probably a top three or four right tackle in football. And not only do you have a very good left guard to replace him in Runyon, one thing is just more important than the other. Right. And I think, and I'm pulling it up right now, and you talk about how Runyon you think could be, you know, an above average run blocker, but then an elite pass blocker, which is what the Packers value. That's just no way around it. You look at them, keeping 12 upright is 100% what they value more than anything else. And I want to say Runyon last year, how many pressures did he allow? Uh, 16. And so you take the Green Bay thing off of there. Hurry's allowed, you know, guys with at least, let's say, 600 snaps. 16 is uh, uh, 12th in the league. So he's 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 knocking on the door of being elite in that regard, um, and I think he's just going to continue to get better as he just develops in the league. So I think he's a guy that you absolutely just say, "Hey, he's your left guard." Yes, we want them to compete. Yes, we just added Zach Tom and Sean Ryan, but man, this guy's good. He's just good, you know, and he's he's going to be a mainstay. I think he's one of the guy, a few guys that started every single game for the Packers last year on the offensive line, which is not which is not nothing. You know, and uh, I think Josh, you know, Josh Myers is obviously their center. Um, they drafted him way too high, um, and he played too well last year to not be. But then you look at right guard and right tackle. And so let's say it's Bakhtiari or Yash at left tackle, running at left guard, Myers at center. And then you're, you're kind of getting into it, right? You're getting into, all right, you got Royce Newman coming back who has already gotten some praise from Aaron Rodgers about what he's done this offseason. I believe he made the comment about how he's looking a little bit thicker, which is obviously something he needed to do. If you watched the way he played last year, that was kind of the issue with him. In pass pro, he was another kind of Packer-type guard. Like, he's not going to get beat that much in pass pro, but he just got no movement in the run game. Um, and that was kind of his weakness. So if he's gotten a, you know a, a year under his belt and he's added some girth to his frame, He's a guy that could take that right guard spot and run with it. But then you've got, man, you've got Sean Ryan. You've got Zach Tom, two guys that are just really 
really promising, at least really, we don't know yet. They haven't played a snap, but obviously guys that we both liked a lot, you know, in the draft process. And then at right tackle, that's where I think it gets interesting, especially at the beginning of the year. Let's say Elton Jenkins is not available at the, at the beginning of the season, which is probably going to be the case. And I think the the common thought then is Yash is going to be your right tackle. Um, but, I mean, man, there, there's so much up for grabs on that right side of the line. Um, so what – I mean, I guess what are your thoughts on that, Ross, where you look at this right side and you look at the roster and you say, well, that guy's got talent. Well, that guy's got talent. I mean, they, they legit might do the the Joker, you know, the Joker and Batman, break the, break the pool stick and say – have at it, boys. Well, only one of you guys can start. So what are your thoughts on that right side of the offensive line heading into camp? Yeah, I mean, I think it's super interesting, and it's it's great, right? Uh, it's I think it's it's an extremely positive thing um, to have multiple – like there aren't very many teams in the league that are probably even excited about all five of their starters. There certainly aren't a lot of teams in the league that have an all-pro guy coming off the pup or, you know, theoretically coming off the pup in Elton Jenkins. And and fans or analysts are still, like, intrigued by the other options. Most, most of the time, uh, fans are horrified by their sixth, seventh, and eighth offensive linemen if they're not already horrified by their, like, fifth offensive linemen. So uh, I think it's, it's really fun. I loved both the Ryan and the Tom picks. I think they – they bring different things, you know, to the line, different versatilities, but important versatilities. And, uh, man, the, the the line that could go, you know, seven, eight deep when, when you get Jenkins back and potentially, you know, slide Nijman to the bench and, and potentially have a bench of, like, Nijman, Tom, and Ryan, just these chess pieces with almost unlimited upside – it's exciting. It's, 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 it's very exciting. And that's, and, and you know, that's what I was looking at too, is like, man, two or three of these guys are going to be on the bench. And, and it's crazy. It, and it's, what's really crazy is too, this Adam Stanovich is, I mean, that's, I think a lot of this is credited to him just of how talented of a, a young coach he is and how ready he's gotten these guys to play. And, you know, that's your offensive coordinator now. So I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, how involved is he going to still be in that room? And are these guys going to continue to develop to develop the same way they did under Butkus as they did under Stenovich? Um, I would I would think so, you know, if Stenovich still has his hand in it. But it's always worth noting and worth watching. And who better than the Packers to know, damn, you better need eight, nine offensive linemen because the way it's it's played out for them the last couple of years, they've needed all of them. You know, so even if Zach Tom or Sean Ryan does not win a starting job out of camp, I would almost guarantee just with the just the way offensive linemen, you know, just the wear and tear on their bodies, those guys are going to play this year. And what's interesting to me, Ross, too, is if you read the tea leaves a little bit, it seems like the Packers maybe kind of think they have something in Sean Ryan at tackle, and they're going to give him a shot to play right tackle. And I thought – I honestly thought it would be flipped. I thought they would just plug him in at guard and kind of Zach Tom would be the guy. But yeah, Zach Tom's seems, like a super athlete. Yes, but he's he's not as dense, you know. Right. He's, he's a little bit lighter in the pants. And so, like, that's 
what I think is interesting to me that they they seem to view him more as a center guard uh, than tackle. And again, you know, this is there's so much to to play out at the offensive line position, and we're just looking at kind of what they've done and lined them up just in OTAs, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, but it's not it's not nothing. And just again, read the tea leaves. It almost seems like they maybe have a little bit higher hopes for Sean Ryan as a rookie than they do for Zach Tom to come in and play right away. Um, Zach Tom might be a guy that they view kind of as that Lucas Patrick type replacement, someone that can play all three interior spots and can and can play good football in a pinch, um, but maybe isn't someone they view as a starter right away. And you know that could all change in camp when he just doesn't get beat. But we'll see. I think that's why this positional battle makes it so, you know, is so intriguing to watch. And it's something that I think a lot of people are going to be paying very close attention to. Um, moving on to the wide receiver position, which is going to be under this going to be under a, a microscope all training camp. And I think QB one kind of put it eloquently or however you want to say it when he's just like, Hey, we, we need to, we need to probably chill a little bit on what's going on with these wide receivers early in camp. Not only are they young, they're going to be going against three of the better corners, you know, in the NFL as a positional group. I do not expect them to be getting a lot of wins early, um, and especially early in camp. Um, so that will be more than fascinating to watch. And I think what's interesting in the way Mark put it is it might be more of a rotation. And I think that is what's going to be fascinating to watch and can you maybe elaborate that a little bit on that too, Ross, where it's like, hey, if it's a rotation, what exactly does that mean? Because in the past, it hasn't really been a rotation. It's been, hey, is 17 open? Yes, throwing the ball. No? Okay, shoot. Where do I go with it now? You know, so how, how, does, how does this wide receiver group, how, you know, how does that play out when it is more of a rotation? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, and I tell you what, you know, you talk about rotation. I would just send people 
not that, you know, Green Bay is going to steal a ton from North Dakota State, but like I would send people to the North Dakota State tape with Christian Watson and watch what they do, which is basically keep the quarterback and the offensive line on the field and bring in a new skill position group almost every down. And it really screws with the defense. And I wouldn't even honestly view just the wide receivers as a rotation. I think you might be getting a full-on rotation like from a skill position standpoint I, with, with Daphne and DeGuara uh, and, and with, uh, you know, Big Dog and, and with Tunyon when he comes back. Then, you know, we're talking about the tailback group, and we'll get to this in a second, but we're talking about a tailback group that we think could be four, maybe five deep. Now they're not going to roster that many guys, but, I mean, they can find a way to stash Patrick Taylor or stash Tyler Goodson. Um, every week having three backs you can use, uh, you know, the fullback tight end group. I, I just think they're going to have so many dif- different personnel groupings in, you know, how far they're going to be able to take this with what Rodgers understands of the offense and what LaFleur understands of the offense. And hopefully now what Cobb and Lazard are able to teach uh, along with, with Mercedes, I think you're going to see 21 personnel, 10 personnel, 11 personnel, 22, 23, 30, maybe 32. I mean, you, the, the groupings, I, I think, in general, are going to be very, like, n- not the complete opposite. If you remember, in, I think it was like 2012 or 2011, not 2011, but like 2012, 2013, where it was basically Jones, Cobb, and Nelson, and they ran no huddle. <laughs> Jones, Cobb, Nelson, maybe Eddie Lacy and Andrew Corliss or whatever. And they almost just called it at the line because they were so solid with those top 11 starters and had no depth that they had the same X, the same Z, and the same slot constantly. Now they have this depth and breadth of guys that are all all over the spectrum as far as skills and what they bring to the table. Right. And it, it might be more of, you know, when you talk about rotation, it might be more of a skill set thing where it's like, hey, you know, we have guys, they can do a variety of things, but this is what we want to accomplish with Christian Watson on the field. This is what we want to accomplish with Sammy Watkins on the field. You know, and, and what's interesting to me is how will they fight against the predictability of that? You know, where it's like, okay, Watson's on the field. Well, they're, they're going to try to attack us vertically. Is it MVS? Yeah, right. Exactly. Is is this an MVS thing? So that and that's why, you know, it's great to have a rotation, but it's better to have a rotation when your guys can do a variety of things. And so like that's that's where it's and, and you know, Matt LaFleur, that is that's his MO. It's like I want to have the same eleven guys on the field and I want to be able to run eight packages with those guys on the field. And I want to keep you on your toes. Like that is Matt LaFleur operating on his, you know, his 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 greatest potential, his highest peak or whatever you want to say. So that is what I'll be most interested in. Maybe not necessarily the rotations, but with those types of rotations, how are they going to attack you? And can they get to a point where they can be that way? Where it's like, okay, C Dub's on the field, but he's developed enough as a receiver that it's like, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna beat you over the top, but he's also gonna beat you on a three step slant if you if you're not if you know 
if you're respecting his deep speed too much. Um, so that's what I think eventually they'll want to get to. The question I, I think is how quick can they get there? And that is what I think is going to be the most interesting thing with camp is just to kind of see how these guys progress. And heck, Ross, you talked about preseason. What an electric preseason this is going to be this year. I mean, you've got, you know, 12 is probably not going to play a snap, but oh, you still got Jordan Love who still offers just a, a massive amount of intrigue at the quarterback position. What is he going to offer? You've got, we've already talked about the offensive line. They're going to be, they're going to be trotting out a second string offensive line that I don't want to, I don't want to exaggerate when I say this, but potentially could be better than some teams starting offensive lines. That may be, that may be, and that may be a little bit biased, but that's a good way to put it. Talent, talent wise, certainly. Um, so that's what's going to be fun about that. And then on top of the wide receivers, the offensive line, let's talk about the running backs. Because obviously, you know, Dylan and Jones are, are dudes. They're two of the best one-two punches in the NFL. But the guys behind them are, are not scrubs. Not at all. I think Kylan Hill has already proven if he can get back to healthy, I think that's his job to lose, truthfully. But Patrick Taylor has proven in this league already that you can play. He's a good football player. And the Packers, you know, they, they were able to recruit him out of Memphis knowing that he had a foot injury and he probably wasn't going to play at all his rookie year. They held on to him the entire his entire rookie year and then stashed him away last year. They like him. You know, he's he, they like him enough to do that. But then they, they go out and add, you know, Tyler Goodson from Iowa, the, the Baylor kid. Where is he from? Oregon State? I mean, they, there is there is talent at this running back position, and so I think that man, that's going to be wild to watch too. When you have these offensive linemen who are uber talented with a quarterback that is oozing with talent, with running backs that are incredibly talented against other teams' second and third string defenses, I think. I mean, they, there's no reason they should not just run over people in the preseason. Um, and kind of sort it out. It's it, it is a talented, a talented group on offense. That, like I said, with the wide receivers, how fast can they realize that potential on a week to week basis is going to probably probably be the story of the season. Um, but interesting nonetheless. And before I let you gush about Kylan Hill as your boy, I was watching. If you got if you go back and watch. I watched the Bengals game this last week. Second snap of the game, Kylan Hill is on the field taking a handoff. Second snap of the game. So that kind of tells you what the Packers think about him or what yeah. the plans they had for him. I mean, that this is a these are this is a team that AJ Dillon, his rookie year, a second round draft pick, hardly saw the field until that Tennessee game where he just kind of burst onto the scene. Kylan Hill in week you know, five or six or whatever it was, is on the field, second snap of the game. Obviously a, a big part of their game plan for that week. Um, so that's interesting to me, but I w- I'd love to hear your thoughts on that running back three position, Ross, and kind of how you think it all shakes out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know how I, I mean, people know by this time, you know, how I feel about Kylan Hill. Um, there's no question about that. I, I, I thought he was a mid-round guy. I thought, you know, um, I've, I've, I've blast, I've blasphemed 
so far as to suggest that the Packers uh, would have been fine with Kylan Hill and, a- and A.J. Dillon as their one-two punch and spending the Aaron Jones money elsewhere. Uh, you know, I- I've gone so far as, as to say that. So, um, as you know, as far as what I, I believe the running back three thing, I mean, that's that's kind of cut and dried from from my perspective just because I've been so freaking high on Kylan Hill. Like, I freaked out when they took him because I would have taken him in round four or five if I would have believed that the Packers were in the market, which at the time didn't make any sense. But in a seventh-round pick, if you're going to add a functional running back three, do it because what the heck's the difference? Right. And, you know, you've got all these question marks about the injury, and I think – that is what we're going to be able to find out pretty pretty quickly is with his with his knee though he's someone that you know he had the um, I'll make a joke here it's not funny because it's an injury but he had the wherewithal to not tear his ACL in week 17 or 18 which means he might actually be ready to go at the beginning of camp right. you know he's had more time to essentially heal up and, and be ready so um, that's what's interesting to me about him. Um, but man, it's it's anybody's it's really anybody's anybody's position. It's up for grabs, which is why it's a fun thing to watch. Um, but we're almost there. And I know I've been saying like like the last three weeks, like, oh, we're almost there. We're almost there. But we really are almost there. Like training camp is almost upon us. We're gonna be seeing uh tweets about actual Packers football here coming up soon. Um so all this stuff that we're talking about today will soon be a reality. It will soon be something that we can actually see with our own eyes and discuss. So, Ross, thanks for joining me. Guys, thanks for listening. Um, We'll catch you next week, and we'll be one week closer to training camp. And until then, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.